The state governors are in an uproar over a Bush administration-backed bill to allow the president to take control of state National Guard units, with or without the consent of the governor, in the event of a, quote, serious natural or man-made disaster accident or catastrophe in the United States. Cato Senior Editor Gene Healy discusses the issue in today's podcast. What are state governors so upset about? Well, last Saturday at the National Governors Association meeting in South Carolina, you had some pretty strong words from both Republican and Democratic governors about a bill that just passed in the House, reportedly with the backing of the Bush administration. And what they're upset about is a provision in the House version of the National Defense Authorization Act that would allow the president to federalize National Guard units in a state, even over the objection of state governors, in the event of a, quote, serious natural or man-made disaster, accident, or catastrophe, which is a situation, apparently, that the president gets to define all by himself. And what that means so is that if you've got bad weather reports during hurricane season, the president, uh, in effect, can decide unilaterally to take over all of the military forces in any given state and assume control whether the governor likes it or not. That's what they're upset about, and that's why uh, Governor Mike Huckabee of Arkansas, the chairman of the National Governors Association, said that the provision reflects a view that the states have been reduced to nothing more than, quote, satellites of the federal government. And he's right about that, and he's right to be upset. But wouldn't this help in situations like Katrina? Well, in a way, this did all come out of the Katrina debacle. If you recall, uh, back last fall after the horrible response to Katrina, the president floated a similar proposal. He asked Congress to amend the Posse Comitatus Act. That's the longstanding federal statute that restricts the government's power to use standing armies to enforce order at, at home. And he basically wanted the power to use the 82nd Airborne and other active duty troops to take over a state militarily whenever there's a bad enough hurricane. Even the president's own brother, Governor Jeb Bush of Florida, thought this was a completely crazy idea. First you had the war on poverty and then the uh, war on drugs, and now get ready for the federal war on hurricanes, I guess. It'll probably be about as much fun as the other two. Uh, but to as to whether the ability to federalize the National Guard over the objection of a state governor would help in situations like Katrina, it's not clear that it would. The uh, states already have the legal ability to cooperate with each other in terms of sharing guard resources, and the president already has wide latitude to offer the assistance of federal forces in the event of a national disaster. I think what would help is if we would stop treating the National Guard as if it's uh, completely equivalent to the Army Reserve. Disaster relief is really a core mission of the Guard, and one problem you had in Katrina was that there were 7,000 Guardsmen from Louisiana and Mississippi who had been deployed to Iraq that could have been helping out at home. In particular, you had 3,700 members of Louisiana's 256th Mechanized Infantry Brigade, and they had a lot of equipment, high-water vehicles and other equipment that could have been put to much better use in New Orleans than it could in, in Iraq. So I think you want to look at improving the deployment of the Guard rather than encouraging a situation where the president gets to take over cities militarily whenever a hurricane makes landfall. And this isn't the first time that the administration has angered state governors over a federalism issue, is it? 
Uh, no, it's certainly not. Um, you know, President Bush is the head of a party that styles itself as the protector of federalism. And he said uh, upon his election that, uh, quote, I'm, I'm going to make respect for federalism a priority in this administration. But, you know, it's pretty difficult to see how that's been the case. Respect for federalism would require respecting the voters of Oregon when they set up a law allowing terminally ill patients to end their suffering with the help of their doctors. And instead, the Bush administration fought very hard in court to retain the right to go after any doctors participating in Oregon's Death with Dignity program. Respect for federalism would also require that the president would respect the voters of California and 10 other states that allow cancer patients, AIDS patients, and other desperately ill people to use medical marijuana with the advice of their doctors and the approval of their state governments. But again, they fought very hard in court to retain the right to go after such people. And of course, respect for federalism would require listening to the 50 state governors when they say, you know, we don't want you taking over our state national guard without our consent. But, you know, in Republican policy today, the respect for federalism is sort of hard to see, you know, from anything from the marriage amendment debate to the No Child Left Behind Act, you see the Republicans, the supposed party of federalism, fighting very hard to federalize core issues of state governance, the things that the Constitution clearly leaves to the states, like crime, marriage, education, and other quintessential local and state issues. And you know, if this is how Republicans are going to vote, then when they wave around the Tenth Amendment on the campaign trail, uh, none of us should really be fooled. Don't you think that obtaining consent could interfere with rapid deployment in an emergency? I don't think so. The president does not have to wait for the say-so of the state governors to offer logistical help from active duty federal forces or from the National Guard. It is not clear exactly what giving him the ability to federalize the Guard over the objection of the state governor is going to add to the response capacity that they already have. Could you explain to me the danger of this? It just seems that you're merely opposed to this on principle. As far as the danger, uh, you know, does this mean that the president will just retain permanent command of military forces within a state? No. It's more a matter of principle. As Governor Huckabee says, the states are not simply administrative units of the federal government. Under the Constitution, they're sovereign. Uh, they, they have dual sovereignty with the federal government, and they should not be treated as if they're merely organizational lines drawn on a federal map. So in terms of the principle at stake here, it's one in a series of efforts by the modern GOP to ignore that constitutional principle. And for a party that styles itself as the protector of the Tenth Amendment, that is entirely inappropriate. Jean Healy is the editor of Go Directly to Jail, The Criminalization of Almost Everything. You can purchase this book from the Cato Online Bookstore at www.catostore.org.